You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Benny Jones for Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Off the Bench. We are back for another big edition of the show. All things origin covered, uh, well, from all angles shortly as we recap New South Wales getting off to a flying start with that 22-12 win on Wednesday at the MCG. We've also got some clubland football to attach ourselves to, and that all kicks off, of course, tonight, probably getting underway as we speak. In fact, round 14, Origin Stars Galore will be rested, probably, no doubt, but uh, also plenty of important points to play for over the next three or four days on this long weekend as we celebrate in uh, some sense, the Queen's birthday. Benny Jones is my name. Scotty Sattler here is alongside me, afresh from his little visit to Melbourne, his second visit, I believe. I have it on good authority to the mighty MCG. Sats, welcome. And how was your uh, your Melbourne cricket ground experience? Yeah, amazing. I went to the last game, which was three years ago, I yeah, think it was. 2015. Yeah, yeah three, four years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a tremendous experience. Benny, I get a little bit envious of the AFL in some areas when we try and compare both the codes. Uh, the MCG, but uh, we had the ANZ Stadium and Rugby League, which holds about 85,000 people. Um, but the MCG, which is about 15,000 more, but the same sort of configurement, it just has an amazing aura about it, doesn't it? I, I, yep. I was looking at that game the other night, and it still had the boundary for the AFL there. And I was sort of where I was sitting, I was thinking, this would be amazing to go to the one of those ritual match, matches in the AFL. Yeah. Uh, where there's 100,000 people each year. It's, it's an amazing atmosphere, great pregame. Uh, the Melbourne, Melbourne people were, were very welcoming of, of the game itself um, and a tre- tremendous spectacle from the start of the night when we arrived all the way through to when we left. Everything was seamless. Let's get an NRL update for 7-Eleven. Tackle your lunchtime hunger at 7-Eleven. Good call. Yeah, once you've polished off lunch, uh, why don't you reward yourself with a new Krispy Kreme Hershey donut? It's available at 7-Eleven. Previewing what's to come tonight, uh, all the tips for the remainder of the weekend still ahead of us. But we are focusing in on the Gold Coast Titans taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, We know that the Rabbitohs will probably be affected, uh, teams to be announced officially very, very soon. But with their origin stars, the likes of Gagai, Inglis, Crichton, Cook... You wouldn't think uh, with the turnaround sats, what are we talking, literally 48 hours, that uh, well, whether one of them, two of them, or any of them front up would be a bit of a surprise. Yeah, uh, Cook won't play. He was cleared of a sternum injury. Uh, Inglis won't play, uh, and Gagai won't play. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go into South Sydney last night. My father actually presented yeah. Sam Burgess's 150th jersey, South Sydney jersey, and they played in the same number as a... And to sit amongst that playing group, I saw where this club is at at the moment and the integrity and the values that have been driven through this playing group. And it says to me they're on a, a really good really good course towards 
going into the finals, they're going to be a very dangerous side, as we've seen over the last few weeks. Um, spoke to Greg Inglis and, and Dane Gagai. I saw the I saw the cut on Dane Gagai's mm, finger from the it's, compound double compound uh, dislocation, dislocation cut it, through yeah. the skin. Oh. It, it's it, it's across that. If you're looking at your hand, the palm of your hand on the little finger, it's at that very first knuckle mm. um, in the middle of your finger, straight across there. It's a beautiful, clean, fresh cut, <laughs> and there's no way in the world he was going to play. Um, and the way that Inglis played, the aggression that he played with, and his body physically yeah. is probably not going to be able to recoup after 48 hours. And Cook only being injected into his first Origin game was near the man of the match as well. Mm. Fifty tackle, 55 tackles and was one of the most dominant players. It's fair to say he won't play also. Crichton come off the bench, so he'll, he'll play. Um, but in saying that, um, it's probably... They're trying not to also probably show disrespect for the Titans, mm. but if they were playing the Melbourne Storm, or if they, they probably would have backed up yeah, okay. knowing the importance of the game. But because they beat Cronulla last week and the way they beat Cronulla with a lot of their stars... Yeah, they've shown they've got depth. They yep. show they've, probably, they've got a game in the bank that they didn't expect yeah. to probably win over this origin period. So if they, they don't get the victory against the Titans tonight, well, they probably made up for it the week before. It was a very emotional time. Mm. Um, Sam was also very thankful and, and so respectful, as were the whole playing group. And they also flew his mother, Julie, up because there was Tom and Georgia in the team as well. He didn't know that his mum was coming up for oh, the jersey nice. presentation. Yep, yep. So it was a, a really touching moment, Benny. And um, what, what I found is that uh, when my dad was leaving the room, and my dad's quite a humble, quite introverted person, when he was leaving the room, he just sort of said, get to see you later to a few people. And as he walked up, pretty much the whole playing group got up from what they were doing. Some were playing table tennis, some mm. were playing cards in the room. They all got up and they made sure they went over and they said goodbye, thank you for coming, we really appreciate yeah. it. And it just shows that whatever's happening in that club is positive and it's a it's a wave of emotion that you could ride for a long time. Well, let's carry on from there. And, of course, this might be a conversation uh, requiring a little extra time, but you mentioned the heroics of Sam Burgess and, of course, the heroics of the Rabbitohs in 2014, that, uh, that famed premiership victory. How they? How do you see them tracking uh, what you're seeing in the 2018 version of the club in comparison to what happened four years ago? Are they on a, on a similar pathway in your eyes? Yeah, well, it's it's funny how you how you weigh both both the seasons up, and they are tracking exactly the same way, uh, sitting uh, in and amongst the exactly the same competition table. Yep. Um, I think at this time of the year, I think they are sitting about fourth or fifth. You look at the players they lost in 2014 after that year. It was uh, Kirasomi Ova'a. Uh, there was also Ben Teo and Api Korosau who have gone on to other clubs. But then they've replaced them with a, a player by the name of uh, Damien Cook who's mm. just played a state of origin. Also, Angus Crichton has, has replaced Benny Teo as well. So, um, And then you've got Inglis in the centres who's not playing fullback to replace um, Kurosimi Ova'a. So... They're tracking exactly the same way. They're not. They're probably, if not stronger, than what they were in 2014. And then you've got the two Burgess boys, Tom and George, who are playing like they were in 2014. Yep. Something went wrong over the last two years, um, but this year they're back to their 2014 form. So when you want to weigh up, I think they're probably a better better side than 2014. Well, okay, there you go. Let's talk about their opponents tonight. And uh, the Gold Coast Titans, uh, probably finals beyond them. They're uh, currently sitting 12th. So it's been far from 
horrific for them this year, but their last four games, one of which they did win, I, I must add, uh, which was a pretty impressive victory over the Knights at the time, but they're leaking points and leaking them big time. 34, 26, 28, and 32 in those last four games. That's, that's a concern, no doubt, because as they start this rebuild to try and get somewhere back towards the top of the table, it generally you like to see it start from the back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, they're struggling. Uh, we always knew they were going to probably start the season okay, but then it comes down to their depth and probably their lack of senior players across the playing group. And this has always been a problem with the Titans when Bailey and Nathan Friend and Anthony LaFranchi, Mark Minicello, Scott Prince, just to name a few of those, um, Preston Campbell when, and Matty Rogers, when they all retired, and they went through that real lean, those lean seasons at the Titans. They're still yep. sort of in those lean seasons, even though there's positive signs ahead. They haven't been able to replace them with senior players. Now, Kevin Proctor came from Melbourne. Probably hasn't been the signing that they that they anticipated, but playing good enough rugby league to to, to be a lot more dominant. Um, but then you've got you know, Will Matthews, and you know, I know Jared Wallace is an Origin player, but he still has he hasn't he hasn't played 120, 130 mm. first grade games to be regarded a true senior player at the moment. Um, and yeah, you know, you got Joy Arrow, who's just played his first Origin match not really regarded as a, a pure senior player at the moment. So in those key moments when you've got a – when you're, you're both nose to nose, both teams, you're in an arm wrestle and you've got to be able to stay composed and stay patient, be able to level, lift, lift the levels of intensity throughout the game. They just don't have those senior players in those key areas mm. to be able to do that. So they're struggling at the moment, the Titans. Um, I think they'll just become a bit of a nuisance – towards the end of the season. They, I'll tell you what they are. They're tough and gritty. And Garth Brennan always said that at the start of the year. He said, what I want yep. to do is I just want to make sure that whoever plays us, if we don't win those games, I just want the opposition to know that at some stage they got into a dogfight. Yeah. Well, in those games, as I've mentioned, where they have leaked a lot of points, they've also scored quite a few themselves. Yeah. So it's not as though they're just getting absolutely steamrolled. And on that note, as you've said, Garth Brennan, his first half season in charge, uh, he's trying to build something. It's going to take time, and I think we were all pretty aware of that coming into the 2018 season, that the uh, the Titans weren't a quick-fix solution. No. I, I tell you what, they're very fortunate of having the Titans, which a lot of clubs, some clubs, I won't say all the clubs, some clubs don't have. They've got very forgiving core fans. They've got mm. a core legion of fans of about probably six or 7,000 that turn up to every game. They yep. travel and watch them play, and they're very forgiving. They know that the the it's going to take time to develop this club and get this club to a point where marquee players want to come to the club. And um, I think Garth Brennan is doing a very good job at that. Other clubs' fans aren't as forgiving. They're looking for the head of the coach after season one. Yeah. Garth Brennan's always been a development coach, mm. a, a building coach. And so how would I assess his his job so far or his role so far of what he's done with the Titans? I think he's a pass mark because yep. he is building for the future. He is turning the club into one that, Clubs are genuinely looking at coming and playing it, senior and marquee players at other clubs. And also, I'll tell you, the hardest part about being a coach is getting players to believe in you as a person, not as a coach, but just as a person. And Garth Brennan, has he's passed that test already. And I'll allude back to one thing in the, in the pre-season, Benny, that I think speaks volumes of the man. Um. We've spoken about this on our on our show on previous occasions. Now they're, they're sent to Conrad Hurrell from Tonga, Prina Tongan family. When they had the cyclone at the start of the year, he wasn't able to go home and help mm. his family because the season was only about three yeah. or four weeks away, yep. and they could see in his body language that he was hurting. Garth Brennan, out of his own pocket, went and bought a return flight ticket, 
and said, go and pack your gear. Do what you got to do. Get on the plane tonight. Go and help your family. Yep. Don't worry. You'll be there for round one. Yeah. That speaks volumes to yeah. the man. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. And if you look at the NRL table as well, uh, I did say they were in 12th, but uh, when you consider Parramatta a rock bottom. How many bottom, points are they? Uh, they're uh, currently on 10 points. And so what's four what's, wins so far? What's ninth position on? Uh, ninth is on 14. So, so you're not that far off mm. the mark. Uh, the Eels battling the Cowboys, the two sort of grand final hopefuls coming into the season just to show you how difficult a campaign it has been for a number of clubs so it's the titans taking on the bunnies that one getting underway shortly and that's our friday night preview for 7-eleven if you need to pick me up try the new kick cat chunky chop fudge sunday try saying that quickly at 7-eleven we'll take a quick break uh, we're going to review all things origin from wednesday night the blues one nil up in the series with that 22 to 12 victory we'll do that next right here on off the bench this is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. Yeah, they're all on board here on Off The Bench. Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler here with you. Great to have your company, Kubota Diesel Generators. They've got the serious backup power and first choice liquor for all of your liquor needs. Sats, we're going to talk some origin now uh, for a couple of our great friends. First choice liquor being one of those and also Renault. It's not just a van, it's my van. Uh, before we get underway to talk about uh, mm-hmm. some of the big headlines coming out of New South Wales, 22-12 to 12, victory over Queensland. Let's have a listen to some of the great moments. Wonderful call by our NRL Nation team, which contained Brenton Speed, Laurie Daly, the great man Scott Sattler himself, and Brent Tate. Here they are with the big moments from Wednesday night. Boys clamour off to Boyevich on for New South Wales. New South Wales, perfect completion rate so far. 11 from 11, Cook from dummy half. Maloney back inside to Tedesco. First try of the night goes the way of the Blues. It is scintillating. James Tedesco finishes off a 60-metre move, started by Damian Cook out of dummy half, and Maloney so aware of the support on the inside. Yeah, they just look rattled around the middle of the park at the moment. Plays it for Cook. Maloney now. Gets it off clear, oh! throws an intercept. Valentine Holmes will not be caught. He's going to go 85 metres and turn the game. The Flyers come. They get nowhere near him. Holmes dots it down under the black dot. And all of a sudden, it's game on in Origin 1. 8-4 with a kick to come. Now Maloney, flat pass for Jake Trebojevic. They've got numbers down the short side. If they want to keep going that way, I think Maloney fancies it. Cook comes that way. Maloney out the back. Tedesco. Latrell Mitchell. Hard to stop. He's better than that. He's over for a try on Debut. He spun his way through them. Flung out the left arm. Found the try line. Slammed it down. We're all locked up. Seven and a half to go. Wonderful tackle one-on-one in the makeshift fullback role. The kick comes from Maloney now wide. Tommy Turbo rises. Trebojevic has got it and put it down. Queensland asking for a double movement, but I reckon he might get the all clear. And he's come up with a try on Dabu as well. Tommy Turbo rising high at the G like he's taking a specky. Jezalinko style, if you don't mind. It'll be 16-12. DeBellin up over halfway. He goes right on the State of Origin logo. Over on the right side. Out of dummy half. It's that man again. Tedesco away from three. Tedesco picked off by Morgan. Spins out of the tackle. Campbell Gillard. Maloney cut out ball to the Fox. 
and Ocar's over. 22 to 12, kick to come. The Blues are celebrating in the corner like they might have won this one. New South Wales won't even have to restart things. They're starting to celebrate victory in game one. Yeah, it's a good performance from New South Wales. They were challenged in the second half when Dane Gagai scored that try off the kick from Brent Hunt. But for the majority of that game, I thought they were in control. Queensland fought back in the second half, but that's a good series victory, a series opener for the New South Wales side. And the winner of game one, since the three-game series began, has gone on to win the series 26 out of 36 since 1982. It's the Blues who win at the MCG in Origin 1 by 22 points to 12. So great call by the team on NRL Nation. 87,000. Can't he call Brent, uh, give Brent or take. Speed. Oh, that was his first Origin game. First Origin game. He does all sports as two, you two do, flies, Two flies up the wall. Oh, no, he does a lot more than I do. Two flies up the wall, Speedy, would make that sound interesting. He is uh, he is some sort of broadcaster. But, yeah, the 87,000 in attendance, <laughs> was it? 87. And if it was, did you get the feeling, which surprised me, that it was pro-New South Wales? Because... Gee, Victorians don't like anything from New South Wales. Yeah, well, Porter. <laughs> well, there's always that, that battle between New South Wales and Oh, Melbourne, Sydney. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dislike. And uh, Victoria, I should say. But um, yeah, going down in the plane, there was actually, I was looking at the plane and it was full, the plane, as you would expect. And it would have been primarily, it would have been 80% New South Wales supporters right. that were travelling down for the game. Uh, the 87,000 in attendance, Benny, you know MCG better than I do. <laughs> I sort of looked at it. About probably 10 minutes before kickoff, it probably looked half full, I think. And then a couple of minutes before f- uh, for kickoff and both teams running out, it um, it looked like it was filling up, especially the top tiers. Yeah. Well, you know what you mentioned before about how around the precinct of the MCG, you've got all those bars yep. and pubs and laneways. They just stay that there. That is what they do. They will stay there till the absolute last minute because what's the point of getting to the MCG, sitting in your seat 20 minutes, 30 minutes for a game when you can have a couple more frothies? And you're going to line up longer, Exactly right. So... Um, now, there's a big area there, Benny, that had white seats as opposed to everyone else's black seats. Yeah. And you said that's the members? MCC members, yeah. yeah. so that would have been, yeah, that would have only been half full. Yeah, and that and holds, a, I think, around 15,000. There's 000. a big, big empty area there. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of little pockets around the on the, around the uh, stadium that were probably, you know, probably 100 or 50 to 100 people mm. that, that was just bare. Mm. Uh, I, watching the replay yesterday, actually, I was watching the – the crowd vision of the of the camera, the that spider cam, spider cam, yeah, show, and it was only showing the real full bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some big <laughs> patches uh, where it was bare. So. All right. Well, even if we say that they maybe they fudged it a touch, eighty thousand is a great attendance for a for an Origin clash in a neutral yeah, venue. Absolutely. And it was New South Wales who won. It wasn't always a sure thing. Uh, at, at some stage, it looked as though, and, and particularly, of course. Uh, when there was the intercept try, mm. and we thought, "Oh, hello, we've seen all, we've seen this before." New South Wales dominating play, lion share of possession, but then Queensland will just find a way to pluck one from the fire. But it wasn't to be, and maybe at the end, I'll ask you, Sats, whether you agree. But twenty-two twelve, did that flatter Queensland? A few near misses late for New South Wales, which could have blown it out a bit. No, I don't think it did because Origin is always been built on. Um, just that grit and determination of getting yourself back into the game, and I think that's what Queensland did very well. They stayed in the fight. Yeah. Um, and you always expect that. And with eleven debutants as well, sometimes you can stargaze in big games like that. You can say we're going really good. Geez, how good is this? This is unbelievable. I'm at mm. the MCG. We're leading by 
you know, leading by six. Um, this is amazing. I need to get back into the game yeah. again. And yep. sometimes you can lose yourself for a couple of minutes when you have the ability to lose the rhythm and the and the momentum that you've got in the game. So Queensland got in the fight really well. That try after half time to Dane Gagai got them in the lead and a beautiful conversion from Valentine Holmes. So um, they're probably the what they let themselves down with Queensland was they didn't take their chances. There was Will Chambers got put into open space, dropped the ball. Um, they made some bad decisions. They kept, for some reason, bombing Tom Trebojevic, who is a fullback and takes high mm. kicks every day of the week at training and in the games for Manly. They did it on seven occasions. If, on the second or third time, you would have thought, you know what, that's not going to work. Try something Let's different. Let's go and try something different. Yep. Um, and also... Uh, they also tried to focus on Nathan Cleary defensively, trying to put a lot of numbers at him. He just kept dropping people on their backs yeah. when they should have been going the other side. We know that uh, James Maloney and Latrell Mitchell come up with really bad defensive decisions. Um, and also 53 missed tackles for Queensland. Mm. Unheard of in, Queens, in in Origin Rugby League from any side. So you're not going to win a game when you when you lose and you miss 53 tackles as well. And the two tries are from an intercept and a kick. Which, yeah. So they've got to find more points. Yep. Uh, let's talk about, um, well, New South Wales. You talk about the debutants, 11 of them, and they all, all played a role. But who were the standouts for you? Who, who looked like they just came into origin and went, yeah, this is for me? Every one of them. Yeah. Every, every one of the 11 debutants were absolutely outstanding. And when you go from the back, you've got Tedesco's already played, but Trebojevic, so safe. Try scorer, diffused the bombs. Addo Carr was just, he took a ball in the end goal, which ended up being a 20 meter restart. But if it would have been one inch in the inside, he beat his defender and he was gone for a 100 mm. meter try. Mm-hmm. He was exciting, scored a try. And yeah, guys like Jack DeBellin, outstanding. You know, without being a standout, he was outstanding in everything that he did. Nathan Cleary, so safe defensively, and he took the line on him. Damien Cook, Amazing. Yep. Damien Cook at, at Hooker to do 55 tackles, but then also be so dangerous and explosive and create points out of dummy half was uh, amazing. If they're going to pick an Australian team tomorrow, Damien Cook's the hooker, Nathan Cleary's the halfback, Greg Inglis is the captain. So, uh, mm. yeah, the debutantes were, were absolutely amazing, I think. Um, I think the standout from all the debutants was uh, was Damien Cook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's look at also how it sits from a Queensland point of view. Their coach, Kevin Walters, says they've come back from worse. And, and you know what? He's, he's, he's absolutely right. 12 months ago, let's take the clock back. And after game one, there was all this talk of the new dynasty, New South Wales, are going to go and win the next five series straight because the Queensland, they're too old and they're washed up. And we all know what happened after that. What you saw on Wednesday, enough there for Different maybe a team. few tweaks and, and a few changes, naturally, which we might get to in a moment or two, to suggest that there's still life in this series. A different team on both accounts. Okay. They're a different New South Wales squad than years have gone by. Yep. Because they had some players that were playing in the New South Wales side in years gone by when they've won game one that historically mm. have got the head of themselves. Yeah, and the residual scarring from that Absolutely. losing series that you're supposed to win. This is completely different with yep. uh, Brad Fittler as the coach. Keeps them in the moment. Apparently kept them in the moment um, after the game as well. And um, with Queensland, it needs to be different also because um, because they need some changes. Mm. They need to find points. Uh, Gus Gould come out and said that he'd bypass Billy Slater yeah, and go Kalen Ponga. Well, your thoughts on that? I mean, no. B- Billy Billy missing with the hamstring. We know it's going to be his last series regardless of, of how it all unfolds in game two and three. Do they make that call this early? Well, no. no. Well, Phil Gould actually said two weeks ago that 
Billy Slater will step aside and give his jersey to Kalen Ponga anyway. And I think by saying that comment, he needs to make that happen. He's got to see it through. To make it yeah. sound like he was <laughs> yeah. a prophet. Yeah, okay. Um, but I do agree in some some respects. Billy Slater's the best fullback still in the world today. He's better than Tedesco as an all-round game. Uh, this hamstring might keep him out of origin too. We don't mm. know. If that's the case, Ponga steps in straight away, and he should because New South Wales don't want him picked. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, with, uh, with Ponga, you can't pick him on the bench because he can only play maybe fullback, mm. wing. You wouldn't, do it. you wouldn't put him anywhere else. So you'd be a waste of a position on the bench, respectfully. The Great Debate for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. Yes, we love Kubota and their support here on Off the Bench. Kubota diesel generators provide reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it. Hey, can I just say, before we get on to a great the Great Debate, debate yep. um, the image, and I'm not saying from a Queensland point of view here, I'm saying as a rugby league fan, watching Greg Inglis run onto the MCG as the captain of Queensland the other night, and he had that steely look on his yep. face, and the presence that he is, a six foot four, just a beautiful looking athlete. It gave me chills. Mm. And I've got chills thinking about it right did, now. Did, did you see him running through a banner? Are you stealing more no, ideas from the AFL? 1987 was, was the last, last time yeah. Queensland ran through. Uh, the Origin teams ran through a banner. That was in Game 4. Yeah, you heard it right. Yeah, game 4. Game 4, yeah. Which was a friendly game. <laughs> yeah, a, right. A promotional game in LA, LA, Long Beach. So what, the, the QRL just couldn't afford the crepe paper anymore for the banners or just thought they, they, they weren't necessary? It'd be interesting whether it takes off. But. Great debate. Should they bring back the banners yes. full-time in Origin? Yeah. No, in all Serious, it's our great debate. Uh, take this however way you like, Sats, and we'll see if we can have a chat about it. Wednesday night, some feel has ushered in a new era of origin, and yeah, everyone will say, of course it has. You know, no Smith and Slater and Cronk are not there, as well as Thurston. Uh, you know, you look at no, no Fafita, but certainly no Paul Gallen, who's been such a, a staple part of New South Wales for a long, long time. But there seem to be less spite, minimal pre-match barb throwing. The coaches are good mates, and they get along. Fresh faces, youth over experience. Is it going to take us a little while to get used to? Yeah, it will. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It is a clean slate from a playing point of view. Mm. It is a new era from a playing point of view. Like I said, if we picked an Australian team tomorrow, it would be a group of names that we would never think would be an Australian side for another probably four or five years. Yep. You know, if we had to pick an Australian side tomorrow, you'd have, yeah, because Slater didn't play in game one, you would have Tedesco at fullback. You'd probably have Tom Travojevic on one wing. Um, you would have... Nathan Cleary as as the halfback and James Maloney as the 5'8". You'd mm. have Damien Cook, who was coming off the bench yeah. 12 months ago, playing for South Sydney, what who had won four from 12 games. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a new era from a playing point of view. But from also a a promotional point of view and um, and spiking the the interest in the game of what Origin was built on from 1980 was mate against mate, which was, I play alongside of you every week and we train together. But for about 10 days, mm. in periods of 10 days over a six-week period, you are the most despised in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. hate you more than I do my, my ex-mother-in-law or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Because yeah, we don't see a lot of hand grenades thrown over the fence anymore. We don't see yeah, Choppy Close when he was not only a player, but he was the manager of Queensland. There'd be fingers. There'd be photos of him of him showing the middle finger to the New South Wales <laughs> bench during the game. You know, like yeah, yeah. we don't see that anymore. No. We don't see 
Um, like Carl Webb coming out saying, yeah, I dominated Luke Bailey in game one. I'm gonna, I can't wait for game two. Yeah. I'm going to eat him alive. He sleeps yeah. with the light on sort of stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we did see Regan Campbell-Gillard say, so I can't wait to get out there and kill someone. Yeah, but that sort of got laughed at. It just dude. sort of got yeah, flew no, out like, oh, under the radar. Come on, Regan, pull your head in. That yeah, was about it. It didn't really make a nah. big headline. I think a few of the Queensland boys actually had a chuckle because they thought it was tongue-in-cheek and, well, maybe that's how it'll be in the and media. And also, I blame Mel Meninga and Laurie <laughs> Daly too because they were former premiership winners together. Yeah. Great mates, best of mates. And Mel's such a prominent voice still with all things and they're, Queensland. they're both the, the loveliest guys yeah. you would ever meet. Yep. When they were the coaches, they refused to, to throw off at each other. Yep. Um, and now you've got Kevy in there, who's mm. also a good mate of Freddie Fittler's. They've played for Australia together. <laughs> They've, and so... I think they're all very good friends, and we can't have that anymore. We've got no, Paul Gallon, the coach of New South Wales, and we need Gordon Tallis, <laughs> yeah. the coach of Queensland. Yeah. One thing I did see the other night, Benny, and I agree with you, I think it has changed the promotional side of the game where it's turned into more of the spectacle more so than the hatred. Yep. Um, we watched the coin toss at the MCG the other mm. day, which is on the big screen. Yep. And the coin toss uh, will kick off. Okay, we'll run that way. And then both captains shook hands and actually gave each other a hug. Oh, really? Well, that's, that's modern-day sport, isn't it? I looked it? across at Laurie Daly, <laughs> one of the greatest origin players of all time, and yeah. I said, What did Laurie think? Laurie, when you were captain and Mal was captain and you were best friends, would have you shook hands and cuddled? He goes, no way in the world. He said, no. I hated him. <laughs> For he that said, period of the, of the year. Yes, yeah. and he said, he would have crushed me if he, if he hugged <laughs> me also, but he said, no, there's no way in the world I would nah. have done that. So I think that coin toss... Is probably an image ushered in the new era of the new era that you are trying to debate the new uh, sensitive age guys that we've all become. Uh, maybe it's leaked into Origin. There and you I'm go. going to blame Paul Gallon as well. Are you? Well, when he King hit <laughs> Nate Miles, yeah, I shouldn't say King hit because Nate Miles was looking at no, him. Yeah. But, but when he threw that punch at Nate Miles, all the new laws came in and it basically cleaned up a game that we used to love to see so much roadkill and carnage that we don't. Really see it anymore. Yeah, was it? Bring back we the still love it, yeah, Kabo- Kubota it. diesel generators for serious backup power. Quick break here on Off the Bench. Makita Power Play. We'll find out who Sats is nominating there. That's coming up next. This is Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor. The Makita Power Player for Makita's cordless power garden range. Yeah, let's crack into this on Off the Bench. Makita's cordless power garden tools power through the toughest of jobs. Makita, when power means business. Benny Jones alongside Scotty Sattler. Sats in charge of nominating our power player of the week for Makita. Who have you gone with, Sats? Brad Freddie Fittler. Yeah. Uh, Really cool cat. One from one. Easy gig. Yep. Uh, Great guy. I love listening to him, his commentary when he's on the sideline for Channel 9. I love his interview techniques when Mm -hmm. he... He goes against everything. When you're in the media, Benny, don't you? You get when you start off. They say when you ask questions, ask open-ended questions. One that you say, "So how do you feel you went tonight?" So it, the person can expand on the answer. He goes totally 180, and he he makes the the interviewee feel very comfortable yep. in his in his company, and he he gets them talking about stuff that not many interviewers uh, get a player to straight after a game. So. And him becoming the New South Wales coach, it was all about timing, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, the retirement of some some of the game's greats at origin level. And um, to take over from Laurie Daly. And Laurie Daly, we've got to remember, he didn't get fired from the job. He decided not to reapply for the job as well. Um, and the way that Freddie apparently handled this camp was he took them back to Coogee, which is what the home base used to be in those those glory years for 
for the uh, the for the blues through the nineties and through those that middle part of the the two thousands mm-hmm. and and yeah, walking down to Coogee Oval instead of catching a bus and being part of the community. Do you know we made them walk to the MCG the other night? Yeah, no, I saw that. They, they showed some some vision of it pre game and the boys all dressed up splendidly and yeah, you know, it's it, it's a great idea. Yeah. It, it means that you don't get too ahead of yourself. Yeah, you got to remember who makes this game as the fans. Uh, he gave open access to all the media for New South Wales. He said to the players, I don't care. We're not going to have media schedules. Mm. If someone wants to talk to you, you talk to them because if you can't handle an interview at the sp- a spur of the moment interview when a microphone goes in front of your face. You'll never handle the, the Origin Arena. I like his attitude. Uh, I liked it. I want to see how strong-willed this New South Wales group is and Freddie for that matter. Hypothetically, uh, Queensland win game two. I want to see him make the uh, New South Wales boys walk down to Suncorp through Caxton Street. How do you reckon that would go? He probably will. You reckon? And you know what? Every player, New South Wales player, would want to do it as well. Yeah, yeah they'd, they'd be safe. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. They'd be safe. But <laughs> the reason why they don't take the bus down there anymore is because it became unsafe yeah. to the patrons, the people going under the wheels. But... um. Post game from from all reports, as every other coach would yep. be, he got them level headed. He said, "I'm very proud of what you achieved here tonight, but we've got a we've got another game ahead." You know what he did the next day? What did he do? Thursday morning, he got every player in a park at the MCG near the MCG where they mm. were staying, all their shoes off, made them meditate, and made them do breathing exercises. And the the shoes off, he wants them to walk in the grass and get the minerals from the earth. <laughs> this is why different, how different he is. But they interviewed David Clemmer about it, and David Clemmer, and all the journalists were laughing about it. Yeah, yeah. David Clemmer, six foot five, stared them all down and said, "Hey, you don't understand something. If we don't buy into this, there's no use us being here." Yeah. So they're buying into what what Freddie represents. Another thing that we love, Freddie, he did his interview on last night on the Footy Show when they interviewed him. At his, he's got a property on the north shore of it's a couple of acres. The interview was done while he's feeding his alpacas. <laughs> That's how different he is. Yeah, he wasn't going to let he's some. A different he wasn't going to let some poxy interview get in the way of uh, feeding the uh, feeding the so, pets. So yeah, he's done a great job. He's yeah. done a terrific job. Kevin Walters is not only fighting against a, a strong adversary in in the playing group that he's coaching against. Yeah. It's also in the coaching box where he's got a very smart coach against him. Makita's cordless power garden range when power means business. Have you ever tried meditating after 15 cans the night before? I wonder how that would go. Too much sugar. No, it could, could be as well. Uh, let's get ourselves a driver's seat preview. Another big show coming up for the boys. The driver's seat preview for Kubota skid steers. Power at your fingertips. Yeah, last week on the show, uh, Lee Diffie from NBC Sports joined the team to talk about Will Power's history-making win at the Indianapolis 500. That's massive, it? Uh, wasn't a big, huge weekend. Well, I don't think we appreciate how big it no, is. No, probably not. Yeah. not. It's one of the biggest, most watched races in the world. It's nearly bigger than Talladega Nights, the movie. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. And we asked the American reaction to Will's landmark win, how it was. Let's have a listen to that chat now. And, How's the reaction uh, in the US been to his win? How have the Americans taken it? Well, the Americans just love his name. They haven't got over his name yet. You know, <laughs> um, they, they just think it's, you know, they call it the best name in motor racing. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, Will, Will, it, it's just, Will's never going to be the personality that somebody like an Elio Castro Neves or a Joseph Newgarden are, right? That's just not in Will's makeup. He'd rather kind of be quiet and, and, and just uh, be with his wife, Liz, and et cetera. He's not one of those guys that's going to stand at the front of the room and make everybody laugh. With that being said, though, from all reports, he did at the IndyCar banquet, at the Indy 500 banquet on Monday night uh, here in the States and made everybody laugh. And I, I think just 
doing this may actually bring more of Will's personality out because he's had to go and do all of the big things. I mean, yesterday he was on uh, on NBC and in uh, major morning uh, television. He's done the New York circuit last night. They threw a uh, a toast for him at the Peninsula Hotel in Manhattan. And so, you know, even though he's been a champion, doing the 500 takes you to different areas again. For Kubota Construction Equipment, it delivers power and performance speed to Kubota dealer. Uh, you can catch the latest episode of The Driver's Seat this weekend. Uh, we're a week away from the Darwin Triple Crown. Guests this week on the program will be veteran Lee Holdsworth and young gun Todd Hazelworth. Uh, track down the podcast at the Driver's Seat Show for Kubota's M71. That equals size and power. I'm a little bit concerned about who's driving, talking about the driver's seat. Are you in the driver's seat when it comes to the TV control in here? Because I'm a little bit concerned. We walked in, <laughs> and the first three songs on the screen were Dolly Parton, Desiree, and ABBA. Hey, Foxtel Smooth, just to get you through your Friday evening when you've got a big weekend ahead, Sats. I think you should give me a break, pal, just to be honest. Let's get to a break. I've got to get out off the bench. Coming back uh, with Sats Tips for Round 14. That's next, right here on Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. It's time for Scotty's Tips for Big Four Holiday Parks. Book your next great Australian break at bigfour.com.au. Oh, you can take these to the bank. Bet your bottom dollar. This man knows what's going on when it comes to tipping. Is that any truth in that, Sats? How are your tips going this year? Have you I'm been bet midfield. Do you know what? A couple of weeks ago, I forgot to put my tips in, so automatically, with a couple of the ones you do online. Does it go to the away away team? I won the round. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's about the best way to do it this year, I would have thought. Uh, we're here for Kubota, Kubota Diesel Generators and First Choice Liquor, but our tips, of course, proudly brought to you thanks to Big Four. Book a great Aussie escape at bigfour.com.au forward slash great Aussie escapes. Uh, very quickly, tonight, Titans Rabbitohs. Yeah, I think the Rabbits, too many points. I bet it won't be... Uh, it'll be a big scoreline because I think the Titans will score a lot of points themselves, but I think it might yep. be like a 36-22 scoreline. All right, Saturday, let's sink our teeth in. Triple header here, starting with the Sea Eagles and the Warriors. This is predominantly a time of year where the Warriors can come good. Yeah, but they, they need to be playing on the weeks that yeah. the Origin players are out. That's True. when they can take advantage. Now, Trebojevic brothers, they'll come back from Origin. I think they'll play. And will it motivate them to uh, take this Eagles side over the Warriors, but with Sean Johnson back, I think the Warriors. Yeah, I think they might. I think they might win it, but I think it's going to be a tight one. Knights Roosters. A lot of feeling here yeah. that uh, Kalen Pong and this could be the audition for Game Two. Well, every week's been an audition. I just hope he yeah. doesn't try and overplay his True, hand. That's a good but, point. Uh, Roosters, the best team defensively in the competition. Um, and I don't think the Knights will tro- trouble their defence too much. Now, you're salivating at the prospect of this one on Saturday yeah. night. It's in Darwin, of all places. But Eels, Cowboys, the Eels rock bottom. But, to be fair, North Queensland have showed it. Well, the ultimate signs. pessimist in our fine trio of you, myself, and Gary Belcher, he yeah. said this could possibly be the worst game <laughs> of 2018. <laughs> Funnily enough, yeah. usually when you get 14th and 16th playing each other, it actually ends up becoming a really entertaining game because they're both so desperate. Yeah. And they just throw caution to the wind. So... Uh, I think the Cowboys will have too much, but... Okie doke. Sunday, Sharks-Tigers, first of the two games there. Yeah, I think the Sharks will bounce back. They'll be embarrassed with the way they played, um, but it'll be an arm wrestle. It'll be one of mm. those you know, 9-8 scorelines again that they've played in a couple of those, as the Tigers have played in a couple of those single-figure games as well, because yep. they're so good defensively. So, yeah, the Sharks. Storm Broncos, uh, Cam Smith will be there. Billy, probably unlikely, but this is a game, a great rivalry, and a, a one that is usually full of headlines. Well, it's only a few weeks after, of course... 
uh, they played each other not long ago right, on did. the back of Wayne yep. Bennett and Craig Bellamy and this whole coaching for all. Mm. So uh, I think the Storm will win. Will Chambers has got a weak suspension. Yes. Um, but I think the Storm, Joe Offen and Gow, big, big audition for him for Origin, yep. also for the Broncos. But I think the Storm, they need to send a message here. They haven't been really great over the last four or five weeks. Queen's birthday Monday, traditional clash between the Doggies and the Dragons to round out the weekend. So yeah, I think the uh, Dragons, uh, too many points. Again, the Bulldogs just struggling, really struggling. And they look really they look pedestrian. And um, I don't know how they're going to change it, but they're not going to change it overnight. All right, Big Four book now, bigfour.com.au. We have been powered by Kubota. And thanks to First Choice Liquor, of course, for all of your liquor needs taken care of. This has been Off the Bench. Sats, have a great weekend, a long weekend for those who get to uh, indulge. And we'll catch you same time next week. See ya. This is Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor.